Um, speaking of Santa Claus and Christmas Eve, we're going to switch gears a little bit here. This is going to be a fun conversation, I think. We're going to chat about, not Santa, but Mrs. Claus. Joining us, we have Maura Ives, who's a professor of English at Texas A&M University. Maura, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too, and thank you for having me. Uh, really interesting piece you put together. I was reading it. Um, basically, you took a look at Mrs. Claus and her journey through literature, and that's how we learn about so many of these great stories. But you found that she wasn't just sort of Santa's wife. She wasn't just there to fill out the story. There was more than that to uh, to Mrs. Claus, and she really sort of reflected the realities of the time, right? Yes, yes, she did. I found that to be really surprising, actually. I didn't expect to see Mrs. Claus becoming, um, both in positive ways and negative ways, um, kind of a personification of the uh, debate over women's rights. So that was um, a really fun part of the research. And and sort of one of the things that you point out is the fact that when we talk about, and this continues to this day, especially in my house anyway, Christmas doesn't happen <laughs> without Mrs. Claus or Mrs. Ganim at my house. I mean, the, the, the pivotal role that women play in making Christmas what we know and love about Christmas. Yeah, I really enjoyed reading that because, or, you know, reading it as I looked back at the 19th century um, items I was, was working with, um, I think we tend often to assume that lots of things about the holidays are recent. Right, yeah. um, and that there was a time when um, people didn't have so much work to do, and especially when women weren't getting to the holiday season or the end of it and feeling absolutely exhausted. And so I was delighted to find, well, <laughs> not perhaps the right word, um, it's always been tough, um, but it was interesting to me to find that even in the 19th century, um, you had a magazine editor saying to women, you know, maybe it's, it's time to simplify a little bit. Let's, let's not be exhausted. <laughs> when we get to the end of things. <laughs> so we all we all understand the work that Mrs. Claus put in, but ultimately at the end of the day, um, as was pretty commonplace, you know, back in the olden days, and unfortunately, you know, longer than that, she was left at home. When Santa Claus ultimately went out on his adventure and, and delivered all the gifts and stuff, Mrs. Claus was left to, to wait at home, right? Right. Not always. Um, every once in a while, somebody figured out, some writer figured out a way for her to um, go with him, deliver the toys, have some fun, get away from the North Pole, where there doesn't seem to be a lot happening no. other than um, you know, the, the work involved in Christmas. But even that, you know, was was uh, a topic of of you know some disagreement among the writers who who told the story. Um, even the ones who were eager to give her a chance to get away felt that they had to, you know, manufacture something that gave her permission to escape the house. Um, she either had to have a chat with Santa and explained why she wanted to go somewhere, um, or, you know, she would discover that he had forgotten something and the children weren't going to be happy unless she went ahead and, and took a sleigh ride. So that that I found interesting, that... Some writers um, found a way for her to, you know, kind of get past yeah. um, doing all the work and not getting the glory, but it was still hard to do. And again, not everybody supported that. Generally speaking, has the role of Mrs. Claus, at least, in, you know, in terms of literature, has it evolved over the years? Has it changed uh, over time? That's a hard question to answer. That That's something that I'm going to be looking at as I you know, keep working on this project. But thus far, I have to say, we, we haven't gotten very 
far beyond the themes and the plot lines of the 19th century. Um, There's a couple reasons for that, I think. First of all, Mrs. Claus was not part of Clement Moore's account of a visit from St. Nicholas. So she was an add-on. And, uh, you know, a logical add-on is people were trying to figure out what, you know, what, what, must be going on in the North Pole. There yeah. has to be a toy workshop, et cetera. Um, and again, not everybody liked the add-on. There's at least one person in the 19th century who wrote a piece complaining that you know she, she wasn't original. So when you're trying to add something on to a narrative that's so powerful, yes, um, it's it's not easy. And we have to find a way to to work her in um, without alienating the readers who have certain expectations about that story. And so where we are is. As far as I know, we don't have a depiction of Mrs. Claus in literature or film that really has captured the popular imagination in the way that, say, the story of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer has. Right. Um, He wasn't in the original poem either, right? But everybody kind of accepts that story, and and he's become part of of the narrative. Mrs. Claus is part of it. People acknowledge her. You know, there's no argument about whether there's a Mrs. Claus now. But we're kind of still figuring out, you know, what that means. Um, we don't have a definitive idea of what her name is, her first name. Um, we don't have a definitive sense of whether she and, and Santa have a family. Right. Um, and we certainly don't really yet know whether she can be trusted to drive a sleigh. Has it ever been attempted? Like, there, somebody obviously put together the Rudolph story. Um, has yeah. there ever been yeah. a Mrs. Claus story that, that, you know, just hasn't taken off for whatever reason? Has that even been attempted? Oh, yeah. There, there are many, many uh, Mrs. Claus stories, um, mostly uh, children's books. And Mrs. Claus appears in films as well. Um, and I can give you a couple examples of, of those. Um, but again, often what I find is some of the ploys that were used in 19th century writing um, to kind of build that story are still what we're looking at. So to give a recent example um, of a children's book, um, there's a book by Sue Fleiss called Mrs. Claus Takes the Reins. And in that book, um, Santa wakes up with a cold. He's not able to go out and deliver gifts. So the book is about how Mrs. Claus takes over. Um, oh, cool. So again, that's kind of the, a 19th century story, um, but perhaps modernized a, a little bit. Um, there's another similar plot line in... Um, well, it's a, it's a 1996 movie, I think. Um, uh, Mrs. Santa Claus is the title. Um, that was a made-for-TV film. It's a musical. It has Angela Lansbury as Mrs. Claus. Oh, she'd be perfect. And essentially, oh, she, she's wonderful. Um, <laughs> but but the idea is, okay, she's been working really hard in the North Pole. She's uh, part of the workshop, and now she wants to go see the world, and she decides she's just going to take the sleigh out to test a new route that she's developed. And what happens is she gets stuck in New York City. It's going to take a week um, for one of the reindeer's legs to, to heal so he can take her back to, to the North Pole. So she has this opportunity to kind of break out a little bit. But, you know, what does she do in that new environment? Well, she helps a suffragette organize a march. So there we are <laughs> back um, in you know, late 19th, early 20th century. The movie is set actually in 1910. So, so again, um, it's, it's uh, building on some of those themes. Um, Mrs. Claus is often represented as loving children, so she ends up helping some oppressed uh, child workers go on strike. So, she, again, doesn't quite get too far out of character. Um, and 
there is a happy ending for her. When she gets back to the North Pole, Santa has realized, you know, she's really important. Um, took her him two days to figure out she was <laughs> gone. But but once he, he realizes she's not there, he, he misses her, and um, he has prepared a, a special uh, red cape with uh, fur trimming, just like what he wears, and they take off together on the sleigh on Christmas Eve. But Excellent. there, too, you know, this is the, the ending of, you know, some of the more positive 19th century stories right, and yeah. poems. Amazing. Just amazing stuff. Uh, Such great information. Maura, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you again for asking me to come in and talk. Absolutely. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you as well. That is Maura Ives. Uh, Maura is a professor of English at Texas A&M University, and she was saying, you know, we don't even have a settled version of what Mrs. Claus's first name is. Alarian Sturgeon? He knows, and this is perfect. Her name is Sandra, of course. Sandra Claus. Larry, uh, Laddie, I can't argue with you. I think you've nailed it.